I'm a very like jump into the situation head first, like don't think about it kind of a person, but I like my cake and I want to eat it too. So I want to do it properly with, with security and uh, have a battle plan. It really is just a matter of like planning the great escape, so to speak. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm David. And I'm Logan, and we are from the Van Clan team. And today on the podcast, we have one of my best friends, Philip, who I've known for over 23 years. He is a music producer, he is a graphic designer, and he is one of the most creative guys I know. He's looking to get into the nomadic life, and we thought it'd be a great idea to interview him because it's been a long while since we've had those first organic thoughts on how we get into van life. It's something Phil's been thinking about for a while now, and he's methodically planning his way into this lifestyle. We thought that his perspective and ideas may help others trying to get into the lifestyle. So here's our conversation with Philip. Hey, so uh, my name's Philip, and um, I'm 27 years old. I'm a graphic designer full-time. I also do some freelance work uh, with music production as well as DJing. And uh, I'm really interested in the nomadic life. So just to set the scene here, we're sitting in the van and it's super rainy outside and Sadie, our puppy, is on the floor having dreams and kind of whining. So if you hear any sounds in the back, that's her. <laughs> it kind of sounds magical. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a little magical. It's, it's kind of dusk outside and, you know, we're trying to cozy up in here. And uh, I've I've got actually got my beard <laughs> tied up in a ponytail right now because if it wasn't, it'd be scratching the mic and making Not. tons of sounds. <laughs> nice. So I'm trying to look at David without laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where where are you at in your life right now, Phil? Where you're thinking about the nomadic life? Like, what's bringing you to that point? Uh, I think there's definitely a few things. Um, to the top of my mind one of them being uh my my mom inherently is a very uh nomadic gypsy-esque kind of a woman she has the wanderlust within her and uh i think she realized at an early age from traveling with my grandfather that she wants to see the world and uh luckily um, myself and my sister both were fortunate enough to see a good chunk of the world with my mom and my dad when they were together. Um, so I, I already have a good understanding of what what the world can offer in terms of culture, in terms of experience. And I've been working full time for probably a little over 10 years now and uh, nine to five, you know, I've got the hour commute each way. Um, I'm in a kind of an, uh, a fortunate situation where a lot of people my age don't really have, they don't really have their career carved out. They don't really have Mm -hmm. a home to call their own. Um, You know, like in all this, the systematic milestones within Western culture and I've met all of those things and I have been living that lifestyle with all all those milestones checked for about excuse me for about almost uh seven years now I've been living on my own with my own place and my own career and just at the bottom of my soul I'm like 
getting this feeling, this uneasy feeling of like, nah, this, this ain't it for me. Not right now, maybe in the future, but right now I need more forward, forward striving life and experience. And I think that, uh, more of a nomadic lifestyle, which, whichever I'd choose, um, medium wise, like a van or whatever, that that's definitely going to fulfill that need. So that's, that's kind of how I've come to that decision. Um, as well as like, you know, just minimize expenses and live simply. Um, I'm not very materialistic. And, uh, one of my favorite quotes is like a house is just somewhere to store stuff you don't need. (laughs) So (laughs) I think, I think it, uh, segues into the van life pretty well. And how long have you been feeling that way? Uh, I would, I would say like consistently at least five years solid. Yeah. That's a long time to be feeling that way for sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's something that I've meditated on and I'm a very, I'm a very like jump into the situation head first, like no, don't think about it kind of a person, but I, I like my cake and I want to eat it too. So I want to do it properly with, with security and uh, have a battle plan. So I've been meditating and, and mulling over all my options at every turning point. And uh, it really is just a matter of like planning the great escape, so to speak. Right. And and how is it you think you would escape? Would w- Like you mentioned, you're, you're playing with mediums. Like what would your medium be? Would it be van life? Would it be bus life? Would it be boat life? What would it be? Oh, well... I mean, David, you, you know, as very well, cause from knowing me, but like my family was big into the boat life. So that's always an option under my belt. I already have years of experience, uh, in that world. So that's always an option. I think, I don't think it's like a permanent idea. Like, I don't think it's a, a permanent plan that I need to like live and die by I feel like I can experience multiple mediums um, and I excuse me I probably would start with the uh, the van life because there's a lot of North America as well as I mean uh, South America and Central America that that I could drive to and and uh, enjoy and experience through the van life yeah totally and you know like from knowing us that it starts in the van and then it moves to something else. Like for us, it's the tiny home, but it can go like van, bus, boat, whatever. Like it doesn't just have to be one thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a, um, a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, the, uh, I kind of went the other way where like the starting point for me was the, the house and then yeah. I kind of got cooped up. Um, but I, I think it would probably start with a van and then it would probably end with a tiny house somewhere. But but honestly, probably not in North America. Yeah, uh, just just for uh, many reasons: um, tax laws, culture, culturally, uh, like weather. You know, I, I'm not much of a winter sport person. And uh, when when you're in Canada, I mean, it's non-negotiable. You're getting you're getting some of the best winters. <laughs> it, in the short term. You know, you're saying you're probably going to start with a van. Is it so that you can you can travel North America and and see see people? Is it seeing the places? Um, is it the culture? Yeah. So to to reiterate, like 
I'd love to see the the landscape and and the people and the culture for sure. But I think the bigger driving factor is more the uh, being locked down to a nine to five, not out of choice but necessity. Um, I I can tell you that like and anyone can tell you owning a house, owning a property, it's it's very expensive. Uh, land taxes. Um, just the general upkeep of a mortgage, you know, like all of these things just to keep, you know, basically my head dry when it's raining outside like it is today. It, it, it carves into your free time more than you realize. And when you peel away from it for a second, you almost feel lost because you've never had so much time before. (laughs) And I don't think that's, that's right. It should be the other way around. You you should have the abundance of time and you should yearn to work to fill it, not yearn for the free time because you're always working. That was a really good way to put it. Just, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty great perspective. I've, uh, I've been uh, stuck on the 401 one or two times. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of time to think about it. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's many angles to be to be attacked by it, but I mean, to put it simply, is uh, we only have one life, and and I'm gluttonous. I want to live two, three, four lifetimes of activities and career switches and environmental shakeups, and and like I don't, I just don't want to live and die in the same place. I want to see more. I want to do more, and I think this lifestyle is a great uh stepping stone at the very minimum i i guess i'm curious as to if you've talked to your family about this and i mean i know you've talked to us about this but if you have mentioned it to friends and family before like what what do they think um just from them knowing me uh there there's confidence yeah i i can't expect everyone to understand how i feel and how how like how painful it is in a sense to to be i guess in like some some sort of a hamster loop but when i do mention them these things to those people i always get the similar responses and it goes wow i think you that would totally work for you or like i could totally see you doing that and you know it, it just re it further uh breeds confidence in in like you know oh this this lifestyle is for me and and people can even see that and like they encourage me you know i work for my dad my father it's a family business and and uh there's a lot of unspoken unspoken pressures of taking over a company and um you know like keeping it in the family you know he worked his entire life and he's passing it on and I have nothing to complain about because all that hard work I've put in has created an amazing life for myself, but it also is not as fulfilling as I would like it to be um, because it's more of a necessity or yeah, it's more of a a necessity than a choice or like a... Yeah. And there's nothing that can like shake that feeling of like, oh, I have everything in the world, but something just isn't right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've, I've, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> still getting over that cold. I think, um, 
I've learned early on in my life that the material things, they only go so far. And like, it sounds so cliche, but <laughs> I, I have enough means to, to get the things I need to get the things I want. And then the rest of it is, is just pure abundance. And the more I think about it, it's like, I would rather be, I'd rather be rich with time and have enough money mm -hmm. to live than be rich with money and have no time to live because you can still have both if you're smart enough. That's how I look at it. For sure. Yeah. And, and you're thinking about this now when we're, we're, we're 27 years old and you know, like you're saying, you're, you're working at it from a different perspective as people who are already in van life, they're eventually going to get to their, their home. And you're like, I've got the home. I want to work away from it. Yeah. Yeah. It is strange working the other way. Everyone's working into this lifestyle and I'm trying to work out of it. Do you have any, any reservations or, or fears towards moving towards this lifestyle? Uh, there's, there is the fear, the fear of like, um, the initial capital is hard to come by. And I think to secure to secure the lifestyle, I definitely want to sell my house. And that's pretty much where the biggest fear comes from is making a choice that, you know, kind of is reversible, but like in the, in the ever growing markets, it, it, it can escape you very quickly. And I think that's something that like a lot of people turn to nomadic lifestyle for is, is realizing that obtaining a home is unfortunately becoming ridiculously difficult and you know year by year it seems to escape you and it's like no yeah. one wants to be house house poor right i have a house but my mortgage payments are like three thousand dollars a month and i haven't even paid for electricity yet and yeah like that's that's reality for a lot of people so there's that there's that fear but in terms of everything else i'm so at peace with um the feeling of home like the feeling of home is 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 within it's it's inside of me and i at an early age i would like sleep over at friends houses i would like you know travel countries alone um you know pre-covid and i always felt at peace i've, I've never experienced homesickness because mm -hmm. because like i i am home like i am here right i'm very simple as long as i Honestly, as long as I have like my laptop for entertainment, some food in my stomach, some some mental stimulation, because I am a very complicated creature at times, um, but simple at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm OK. I'll be fine. I find that homesickness um, piece very funny because I went from living in my parents' house and then I moved out west and then I came home and bought the van and I needed the van because I felt homesick all the time and I needed a home. So it's just interesting that you're like, I don't feel homesick. And I'm like, I'm constantly homesick if I'm not inside my home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it really breaks down to like what you define home as. Right. And like for me, home has always just been, uh, I guess, like my capabilities. Home has always been like, oh, I'm smart enough. I'm I'm capable enough 
to get myself through situations that that like uh, the fear isn't there so I'm, I'm always content and usually contentment and safe that safe feeling comes from a home whereas mm-hmm. like sometimes I like manifest it within me so, don't get me wrong I've been in some situations that are like holy moly I this is ridiculously off the rails right now but somehow I always come out on the other end of it being like I acted too calmly through that. I freak out at <laughs> things that shouldn't be freaked out at, and then the real, mm-hmm. the real uh, proverbial shit hits the fan, and and it's wild. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> calm as a cucumber. <laughs> You'll be good in van life then. <laughs> yeah. So you've been thinking about it for about five years now, but in reality, do you have a timeline, or like, what is your timeline? I guess the question is. So there's a, there's a few timelines um, that I have to kind of keep in mind. One of those timelines is, is my dad and his business. Um, I do play a fairly big role, and I don't want to leave him high and dry. So at the back of my mind, there's always the, you know, do the right thing, make sure, make sure he's good, make sure the work is covered. Um, so that's a timeline. I, I told him... I told him I told him 5 years but I'm almost 30 now so realistically it's probably in the next 3 years um yeah. if things go good and then the other the other part of that timeline is is like financial you know um what's what's the sweet spot between you know getting the most out of your assets um and uh well, honestly, figuring out another battle plan. I'm a graphic designer, and yes, a lot of that can be done remotely. Um, but the whole point of this life was lifestyle was to minimize minimize my costs, my overhead, and maximize my time. But if yeah. I'm constantly freelancing just to scrape by, um, it kind of defeats the purpose, and I don't have as much space as I did. Yep, one hundred percent. So, um, one of those one of those pieces of security that kind of helps my timeline has been uh, trying to find alternate means of survival. And uh, one of the, one of those things I've I was talking to you guys previously about was the was just cryptocurrency as a whole and and how it kind of it promotes this lifestyle and it really encourages that whole uh, you know like make your make your capital no matter how small or big it is make it work for you and you know enjoy your life right don't worry about it put it in there and if you're uh if you're smart enough and you do the right do the right uh investments you know you can you can live off of it with uh very little right and i i think that's a lot of people's main fears is oh how am i going to make money on the road like do i have to change my career do I have to find something new? And and I, I like how you're you're approaching it from multiple avenues. We're like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And if this works out better, I can keep on that. And and you, you're keeping your options open. Yeah, what I appreciate appreciate about what you're saying is that like you hear a lot of people say like, oh, if you had an ad- advice for a van lifer, what would you say? And they're like, oh, just do it. Just like start now. And you're coming from a position that, uh, David and I feel the same about of like 
just plan. Like you, you can, you can jump into it for sure. That's what I did. And luckily it worked out. I didn't have a job. I didn't really have much money to figure it out, but like, here we are and it worked. But if I had planned for probably a year, I wouldn't be where I am now. Maybe not, but like a plan helps you get to where you want to go. And you can't just jump into something like this without knowing, but you can, if you're that type of person for sure. But I think that you know that you need a plan and like you're working on that plan every single day. It's not something that you're just like sitting mm-hmm. back on and letting pass by, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a risk tolerance thing for sure. Um, you know, like some people, I, and I'm very much like you, Logan, just just being like, I've I've gone online, looked for like the cheapest plane ticket and boom, it's booked. I land in that yeah. country. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm sleeping that night, you know, like the, yeah. it, that is in me for sure. But, but um especially with the with van life it's about picking and choosing what luxuries you're willing to sacrifice yeah on a day-to-day basis and for me the steady income you know i'm not talking like whatever hundred thousand dollars a year but like a steady income that i can more or less rely on that's a luxury that i actually do not want to let go of Um, because Mm -hmm. I'm a music guy, music stuff, instruments are not cheap. Um, like I'm a tech guy, like new laptops are not cheap phones. These, these things will, will constantly be better and innovate. And like, I, I love being on the cutting edge. I love like all this augmented reality and and stuff that's coming out. Like it just, it, it like feeds my inner child. And I'm like, I would never give up the access to that because I didn't have the money so figuring out the money situation to promote that love of my life while also like maximizing my free time to be an artist and pursue other things like those are the luxuries I want to hold on to and then the rest of Mm -hmm. it can kind of like fall into place right yep absolutely and I, I know I know you're not a, like a huge materialistic guy, but you you know what you like, and and like you're saying, you don't want to let go of all those luxuries. So what's like the biggest thing that you want to bring with you to your nomadic lifestyle? Like, that, physical items, fi- like a physical item. I mean, the obvious would probably be just, would just be the laptop. Yeah, it's a mul- It's a just a multiple tool. <clears throat> I feel like that answer is kind of boring though. Uh, in terms of <laughs> that's okay. In like, terms will you bring of, all your instruments? <laughs> no. Yeah, like, would no. you bring your whole studio <clears throat> setup? I the, I was just thinking, looking around the room because I'm sitting in my in sitting in my studio right now. I think if I had to bring a couple of items, it would be a good, my good speakers, and they they are heavy and they take up like a decent chunk of space. They're probably I don't know 18 inches by like 10 inches by like another 10 inches deep like they're it's a big box and there's two of them Mm -hmm. so like it's a lot of weight but i i think i wouldn't want to sacrifice sound um and and Mm -hmm. like people really underestimate it it starts with the speaker it is the thing generating the sound that Mm -hmm. that is the device that should be you know should carry the most uh capital and money investment into it so like i think my speakers would probably be something I would build into the van. Uh, you know, maybe I would downsize, but I wouldn't want to. <laughs> and you don't have to. That's the beauty of like choosing yeah. what you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. And planning for it. 
But I think most of my luxuries are not actually material things I couldn't live without. I think they're more like amenities, you know, uh, a shower. Would I want to shower on my vehicle? Probably. But at the same time, realistically, I know myself, I could probably get away with not having a shower and utilizing that extra real estate. But a toilet? But a toilet? I'm going to need a toilet. <laughs> I don't think that one's negotiable. Yeah, like having one person in the van without a shower is like super easy to do. But then you put two people in the mix and it's like, okay, hey, I think we need a shower now. <laughs> yeah. You've always got someone else smelling you, not just yourself. Can't escape my bad breath. <laughs> there you go. So what do you think your next step is uh, for you now in the next six months? What's What's the biggest thing you want to accomplish in the next six months heading towards your goal? In this past year, uh, I've really been focusing on the financial side of things. Um, just really getting my ducks in order with that and really learning and understanding all of that stuff. Uh, the, the rest of it, I think, will come with time. Like, the, you can always find a deal. You can always spend a winter or two building out the vehicle, planning the trip itself, you know, like the logistics of it. But until I've got that like solid footing of like, okay, like I can quit my job and I don't, I won't miss, I won't miss it or I won't feel it as hard. Like that's the biggest thing I need to figure out first. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but is it a slippery slope? Cause like, as you see numbers growing in your account, you get more used to seeing those numbers. So then when it comes time to actually make the move, I don't know about you, but most people would be like, crap, I'm used to that amount. Now I got to make more to be used to that amount. Do you know what I'm saying? It is weird. You, you, you set into the game of capitalism to like meet your goals. And then when you meet your goals numerically wise, yeah. you're like, oh, it's kind of not enough or I want more. And you're like, well, that's where the slippery slope comes in. Right. Um, and definitely need to practice that discipline uh that being said like i all throughout high school worked full-time as well and as a kid i maybe saved up twenty thousand dollars and you know that that turned into my my first house uh my down payment so uh, i am very like it, it's it's weird it's the i have a problem with the other way i have a problem spending the money I have no problem saving it, but like when it comes to spending it, I'm very frugal. I remember sitting down and talking to you in like 2013 when you had your, your first house and you're just like, man, like I'm here. Like, what what, what do I do now? Yeah, it was that weird. Was, that was like almost eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, ev I'm evolving for sure. As well as like the whole, in my opinion... The whole point of life is to experience as, as much as you can, you know? And, like, I'm almost 30. You, like you said, eight years ago, eight years of living this kind of a lifestyle. You know what? I've, I've, had, a, I've had a fill. I've had a good run at my age experiencing this. Now I think it's time to flip the script and, and try something else and put, put myself in these uncomfortable seemingly uncomfortable situations to uh to grow you don't grow when you're comfortable 
Yeah, and kudos to you to feeling that way because I think a lot of the world feels that way once they realize it's done, you know? They're like, oh, I'm 60 now. I wanted to do that when I was 20, but I got so caught in the mm -hmm. what is your eight-year thing mm -hmm. that it turned into 40 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy, you know? it It's so easy to just come home and be sedated with whatever, Netflix and and the day in and day out of, of, you know, mundane life. And it's no fault of anyone's, but it's pretty easy to float through life. But swimming is a little harder because you have to be cognitive. So I guess the final question that we'd ask is like, what would you say to someone who's like feeling the same way that you are now has for a little while, but doesn't know how to get moving on it or isn't sure what they need to be doing? Uh, I, I would say like explore your options because a lot of people will look at my battle plan and be like, oh, well, I don't have the money or I don't have a house to sell or like I don't have a solid career. And like, yes, those things make it easier in some degree, but there are so many different routes and so many different ways to tackle this lifestyle. I mean... I've heard of people just being like, I met the person I loved and we like bought a van for like three grand and we've been just like roaming North America ever since. And it's like those people, those people don't have solid incomes. They don't have a battle plan, but they have each other. They have the security of two people figuring out the same problem. And like, that's just one angle uh, there's also the the angle that uh, you and you and Logan are doing. Um, you you got you jumped kind of head first into the life, probably like Logan first, obviously. But then but then the career came afterwards. The career followed suit with like the lifestyle that you were striving for. It didn't didn't happen the other way around. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would my advice would just be to. Explore all your options. Explore all of the the avenues of each uh, angle of attack because there's a lot. What vehicle? Where are you gonna go? Are you in can? Are you in like northern North America, Canada? You're gonna need heat. You know how do I do that? It's all problem solving. That's why like this is this lifestyle is so much fun. You can spend a hundred hours on YouTube just figuring out like what's the best toilet system. <laughs> for my van been there done that <laughs> slippery slope <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's just just start just like start researching make a uh, a bookmark folder and just like add 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 do it and to add to that like once you do start it's amazing how the pieces actually fall into place for you and you're like oh, I needed that counter, and then I went to the store, and it was there, and someone actually gave it to me. I didn't have to buy it. It just was given to me because mm -hmm. the universe wants this to happen for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I recently watched a YouTube video where a guy built a, uh, like, a mini bus, a mini school bus, and he spent accumulatively, like, $5,000 on it. He said he got everything inside of it, like, the van, like, the vehicle itself was, like, three grand. And then the other two grand was literally like everything else. And it was like, you know, rickshawed together, but it had a cool flair to it. And he did it with pretty much pocket change. 
so it is very possible and uh you know we're we're animals as long as you got warm bed food in the stomach that's all you need we're really excited that you're into this because it's always nice when people close to you like feel the same way you do about something. Like you have a friend that goes like, I'm kind of thinking about getting a van. It's like you're trying to hide your excitement. Yes, yes, yes. Do it, do it, do it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for talking with us about yeah, this. Yeah, th- thanks so much for having me. So thanks for sticking around for our show today. If you want to find Phil's music or anything else he's working on, you can find a link to his link tree below in the show notes. You can also find Van Clans socials below in the show notes and at Van Clans for Instagram. Make sure to leave us a good review. It really helps get our podcast out there. And until next time, safe travels. <laughs>